Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Can you believe it's the last day of October? (laughs) Otherwise known as October 31st, and as listener Mary pointed out to me on Twitter, October 31st is Halloween. Oh, okay. Is that why we carved a pumpkin? Is that why I've been wearing orange everywhere? Yes, it is. It's Halloween, so happy Halloween to you. If you would like to laugh at producer Jay and I attempting to carve a pumpkin, well, there's a video. We promised it in honor of Halloween. I say skip that and just focus on our football frenzy and our Monday morning, manic Monday morning podcast because it is our goal to hit every single game. We still have a few to go that we haven't yet covered. There is always some strategery to the way we do this, and then sometimes, I realize I'm running out of time and we've got games to get to. So there's method to my madness. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. I suppose that could fit, right, for the NFL and what we've seen through almost eight weeks. Is there more madness than method? Oh, for a lot of teams. And I guess sometimes that applies to live radio as well especially when we're talking about October weekends. There couldn't be more madness than method. Hope you enjoyed your weekend. Thanks for hanging out with us as you get set to kick off yet another work week. And yes, launch forward into not just Halloween, but also the beginning of November. What? November. Is it going to be a no-shave November for those of you who sport facial hair? I know that's not all of you. But some of you, Aaron Rodgers may not be in the mood this year. He loves no-shave November, but he may not be in the mood. He and the Packers knew it was going to be tough sledding. Already on a three-game losing skid going into Orchard Park. Sunday night against the Buffalo Bills who were coming off a bye. Well, that would explain the energy they had right out of the locker room. Singletary, the lone setback. Two receivers right side, two to the left. Josh takes, turns, wants to throw, play action. Pumps once. Josh going to keep it himself. Now he fires into the end zone. Touchdown. Dawson Knox. Touchdown, Buffalo. Now the Bills have the ball second and one at the Green Bay 26. Josh takes a snap, going to throw, goes to the end zone. And this one is caught. Caught for a touchdown. Let's see. 
It is Stefan Diggs. It is a Buffalo touchdown. It was already 24 to 7 at halftime. And so we knew the Bills were going to come out hot. It was just whether or not the Packers could withstand the flood. The fans, the electric atmosphere, national TV, and of course, coming off a bye, the Bills were rested and full of energy. So yeah, an early 14-0 lead, then a 24-7 lead at the break. And for some reason, the Packers continued to run the ball. Now... Maybe it's because they were successful. But when are all running plays not created equal? Even when it's Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And between the two of them, they racked up nearly 200 rushing yards. But rushing the ball takes time. That's more of a ball control game. I think it's a great idea for the Packers to establish the run right out of the gate. I think they're better when they run first as a team, especially because they've had so many injuries on their receiving core. I think it's a great idea. Run the ball. But not when you're chilling by three scores. And for some reason, they kept doing it. And then there was the defense for Buffalo that had some big moments, stuffing Aaron Jones on fourth and one, also picking off Aaron Rodgers, a tipped ball that gets intercepted by Matt Milano. But maybe, just maybe, Buffalo was a tad out of sync in that second half. Still, we're seeing even the best teams in the NFL that don't quite put together 60 minutes of football. Maybe you could say the New Orleans Saints played almost 60 full minutes of football. (laughs) Just as a side note, did you know the, the Raiders didn't even get into New Orleans territory until there were two minutes left in the game? I guess that's total domination. Anyway, back to the Bills. Certainly, there are a couple of moments they'd like back in that second half. Two straight drives in which Josh Allen gets picked off. I remember late in the game, he overthrew his receiver. Receiver's wide open. He overthrows him when they were trying to convert to fourth down and keep the ball away from the Green Bay Packers. It came too little too late because Buffalo had this game well in hand. However, we did get to see Aaron Rodgers finally air things out. I guess if this is why you show up for Sunday Night Football to see Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers air it out. Well, you got some of that late. Rodgers takes, bootlegs to the right, has protection, waits, scrambles left. Now rainbows into the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown! Green Bay Packers, Samari Toure, the rookie. All right, so that was the highlight, along with the Romeo Dobbs fantastic catch. For the Packers, it's four straight losses. They were still down by 10 points, couldn't get the field goal. So what Buffalo did may not have been perfect in the second half, but it was enough. Uh, They did miss on that third down conversion that I mentioned, um, but they were able to take four minutes off the clock and essentially play keep away from Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay just long enough. So no, not perfect, but you'll take it because A, you protect the home field. B, now it's six and one coming out of the bye. You've got the most wins in the AFC. We did some things tonight that were uncharacteristic of, of how we do things. And, uh, um, you know, so we've got a we've got a week to to get those things worked out here, and I mean, it's hard to win. 
and it's good to win whenever you do win, and so I don't want to overlook that. Um, but there was a lot of things in tonight's game that um, that need work. It's a standard. It's a daily standard, and, and uh, you know, there's a lot of areas where we didn't we didn't meet that expectation for ourselves tonight. I like the fact that Sean McDermott and the Bills have a much higher standard than what it's been in the past, and that's certainly a product of this coaching regime and the success they've had and how close they've come and wanting to be able to take it to the next level and get to a Super Bowl uh, to cap this 2022 season. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. So, yeah, he mentions a couple of moments, wasted opportunities, uh, the two interceptions, and you wonder about the, the running of the ball late as well. Why bother throwing it? Instead, why not use the ball control game that the Packers were using uh, and make sure that you keep it away from them even more? And so Josh Allen was asked about the concern. That's the word the reporter used and not being able to run the football. I don't really have a concern with that. I have a concern with making stupid decisions and closing out the game that way either. Things that I can do differently, obviously that changes the the feeling and the outcome of that game. And obviously I have a, a crappy taste in my mouth right now. And I know we won. I'm, I'm happy that we won. Our defense played really well. Special teams played really well. Uh, I thought we ran the ball really There's a lot of positives. There, there were. And a win is a win is a win is a win. But as I say, you know a team is making progress and has established a winning culture when winning is no longer the standard. It's the baseline, but it's not the standard. One more from the Bills locker room, and then we'll get the Packers' reaction. But Vaughn Miller is always a hoot. And apparently, we're not the only ones who wondered why the Packers kept running the ball. Again, successfully, but why are you still running the ball when you've got to make up ground quickly? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was, I was taken back a little bit because I'm like, hey, I got to pass the ball, don't y'all? Like. <laughs> You know, that's just me. You know, of course I want to get sacks and I want to rush the passer and I want to do all this stuff. So I, I, I was like, okay, they got to start passing the ball and got to start passing the ball. But nope. And I even asked him. I even asked Aaron Rodgers, like, on that fourth and one, I was like, hey, y'all not going to drop back and pass the ball? You know, I'm not going to tell you what he said because that's my guy. I don't want to, you know, get anything started. But, you know, I, I, I was just... You know, I was just... It was, it, was, it was a shocker for me personally. Oh, seriously. I would give up all of my Halloween candy. I, I would give up I'll give you my cat. Nah, that would be terrible. Anyway, I'd give up a lot to know what Aaron Rodgers said in return. (laughs) Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, he has no Alan Lazard. Again, it's a revolving door there, receiver. They've had a ton of injuries, but he's the one who said, if guys couldn't hack it, then maybe other guys should be getting reps. Ultimately, this was going to be an uphill climb. It turned into an avalanche in Buffalo, and this is four losses in a row. That's kind of what's been going on with us, you know, throw a chest down to Bobby, get a penalty, come back, have a big kickoff return, have a penalty, uh, think we're getting all our guys back for a week, and then somebody's out. Um, so nobody feels sorry for us. we got to find a way to get one win. I feel like if we can just get one, then the whole momentum changes. I, th- I thought we had a great week of practice. The energy in the pregame in the locker room was different. It felt like the Packers again. For like for whatever reason, we didn't have confidence for a few weeks and weren't playing with a lot of energy, weren't amped up before the game. So I like the way we felt before the game. Maybe it was Sunday football, maybe it was being counted out, maybe it was uh, this environment. But I like uh, <clears throat> that's encouraging, but the play in the first half wasn't very encouraging. And ultimately, the result is the same, a fourth consecutive loss. It's the first time under Matt LaFleur, obviously, 
Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur. And uh, hasn't happened a lot uh, in this Aaron Rodgers era. And they've owned the NFC North. Right now they are, get this, three and a half games back of the Vikings who extended their win streak. We'll talk about them uh, before the bottom of the hour. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Want to go through the rest of the AFC East, though. Bills have got the most wins in the AFC. They're now 6-1, and one, and they've had some impressive victories along the way. So you could say the Bills are the most complete team in the league right now, but they've got plenty of company in the AFC East. Patriots and Jets dueling at MetLife State Stadium, maybe dueling is too strong. Dueling at MetLife Stadium on Sunday afternoon, and the Jets were just hoping to end this streak of futility against Bill Belichick and the Pats. Second longest active streak in the NFL. 12 straight wins by the Patriots over the Jets to begin the day. And early on, the Jets actually have a 10-3 lead. Not an unfamiliar position for the Patriots to be in, trailing and having to come from behind. But Zach Wilson finds Tyler Conklin for a touchdown. It was evident right away they missed Brees Hall, but they were able to work James Robinson into their their plans, into their offense right away. And it was a tough second quarter for New England. Mac Jones starting. We knew that as soon as he was healthy, fully healthy, that was going to be the choice for Bill Belichick. They also have this long drive, 13 plays. And they only end up with a field goal. So just not capitalizing on their chances either. But after the first half, you could see a shift. And so they come out of the locker room strong. And there's a quick touchdown drive which is kind of exactly what they needed and also had the added benefit of getting some of the fans off their backs there at MetLife. Jones again in the gun. Myers to his left. Trips to the left, including Stevenson. Myers motions to the right wing. Snap low to Jones. He throws a right. Jacoby with a catch. First down and more. Dive to the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. That's Bob Sosie and Scott Zolak on Patriots Radio. So, yes, they go – they go – Quickly down the field, which I think was huge to kind of right away come out of the locker room and change the momentum, change the tone of the game. With that Jacoby Myers score, they have the lead. It's just three points, but then the defense is able to step up. And so New York is forced into a long field goal, right? So the Patriots doesn't let them get close enough to sniff the red zone. They're forced into a long field goal that is missed. Then the Patriots D gets them to go three and out, and then the interceptions begin, and Zach Wilson comes unhinged. Back to throw, Zach Wilson. Here comes the blitz. He's under pressure. Scrambles to his right. Looks downfield. Pump fakes. Fires one in a traffic, and it's intercepted again. It is picked off by McCourty. He'll run to midfield, to the left sideline of the 50, inside the Jet 45, inside the 40. Finally knocked out of bounds at the Jet 37-yard line. Interception number three. Oh, it was just bad. I mean, he came unglued. Back-to-back interceptions by Devin McCourty, by the way, uh, who now has the most among active players, 33 career picks. And even though New York was able to tack on a late TD, really that second half uh, was overwhelming on both sides of the ball. Now, there were three turnovers. The Patriots didn't take advantage of that. They only had six points off those three turnovers. And Mac Jones still a little bit out of sync, but you saw the flashes of, of how he was playing before he got injured. 
the real bright light for them, along with the defense and Devin McCourty, Ramondre Stevenson, who had 143 total yards and is really becoming a go-to, a player that Bill Belichick and Mac Jones definitely trust. And along the way, Belichick moves into second place all by his lonesome 325 career wins as a head coach that's second most all-time behind Don Shula. I'm able to talk about that when it's over. Add them up at the end here or whatever, but it's good to come down here and win. Happy for our team and and uh, appreciate all the you know great players we've had that, that have won those games. You know, we had a couple of them in the locker room there. Uh, besides our players, you know, guys like McCourty and Slater, you know, Mayo, Troy Brown, those guys won a lot of games for uh, for us for me. So it's really those are team wins. Wanted to give a huge congratulations to Coach Belichick um, on on his accomplishment, and I'm um, obviously he's done a great job here, and it's just a blessing to be able to play for him. And obviously we don't do the whole individual awards, but that's a big one, and um, it's just. To be his quarterback right now is a huge blessing. I love how Mac Jones says, obviously, we don't do individual awards here. He's so Nick Saban and Bill Belichick whenever he speaks. But, yes, congratulations to Coach Belichick. This is uh, a product of longevity and absolutely the players that he's had along the way. Uh, but it's it's about staying relevant. It's about figuring out a way to win when players come and go. And he's been able to do that fairly consistently. And now the Patriots, though they are in the basement of the AFC East, are back to 500. They're 4-4. Four and four, And there's still opportunities there because of how crazy and how clustered the AFC is around the middle. Uh, Mac goes 24 of 35. He gets sacked six times. Uh, so partly on him, but partly on the O-line. Uh, And he does have a touchdown and an interception. But not quite like the giveaways of Zach Wilson, who really made some costly mistakes in this game. I had some boneheaded plays. A second interception, I really meant to throw that ball away. Dude closed on me faster, kind of had me leave the ball inside. Um, Can't mess with that. Got to sell it. And then the last one was just really, I really just want to make a play. I'm sick of coming off the field, and, and I can't do that. You know, put my defense in a bad situation there. Well, he always has to play better. There's the the point is as soon as you step on the field, you have to play better. Yeah, but um, you know, there's, there's uh, yeah, you, he's got to play better. We got we, we got to find ways to help. The self-inflicted wounds are what we got to get cleaned up because they're they're going to make it hard enough. Um, we just don't need to compound it by making mistakes that help him. We try to spread around our misery and mortification on a Monday, and I don't think the Jets have been in our poll until now, but they do have a spot uh, because this was rough. It was the 13th straight loss by the Jets to Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Now, it's not on Robert Sala or Zach Wilson, all of it, uh, but of course, there have been some pretty painful losses even since those two got to town, Uh, along with the Jets. Well, the Lions are in our poll. They were taking on the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. So to round out the AFC East, we'll get to Miami. Two is second start since returning from the concussion. And while we're talking about the NFC North, can't ignore the first place team. I seriously wanted to troll Twitter and football fans on Twitter and throw Kirk Cousins' name out there for a dark horse MVP just for fun. People would go crazy over that, but they are in first place and you are what your record says you are. So check out our poll on Twitter, a law radio or after hours, CBS also on our Facebook page. And what you're looking for on Facebook is Homer shrinking into the hedge. It's a dead giveaway that it's a Monday. Cause sometimes that's how we feel, right? Maybe it's us wanting to go back into the covers, 
but Homer's shrinking into a hedge, and that works just as well. Hi to me! Good morning to you. Happy Halloween. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Golf takes the direct snap, turns with a flag down, gives to Jamal, into the end zone, touchdown Detroit Lions, his second of the day. Third down and six, two out of the shotgun, in goal in the backfield with him. Trips to the left. Kasicki to the right. Back to throw. Flipping it downfield. Wide wow. out. Waddle! Touchdown! Perfect throw and catch of Waddle. Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. The Lions rushed out to a 14-0 lead at home against the Dolphins on Sunday, but Miami rallies three straight scoring drives to have... A double-figure lead by halftime, and then coming out of the second half with two more scoring drives. So I I like the way that we saw major steps forward from Tua's first start. Remember, his first game back from the concussion protocol, the Dolphins didn't score in the second half last week. And after a bit of a slow start here and spotting the Lions two scores, they're able to methodically not only chip away and erase the lead, but then push the envelope and continue sticking to their game plan. Not reacting to what their opponent is doing, but dictating. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Late third quarter, they're able to cap what was a really impressive run that they started in the first half. And again, the way that Tua played in this game, so much better than his first game back. I think we saw flashes of a Tua who's not nervous, not anxious, even though people around him are nervous for his health. With 30 seconds left in this third quarter, Dolphins trail by three. They trailed by 10 at the end of uh, the first half. Waddle comes into the backfield with Mostert. 
And two out of the shotgun. Back to throw now. Looking. Throws it. it. Touchdown, Miami. Mike Kosicki. And the Dolphins have their first lead in this football game. An 11-yard touchdown. Kosicki's fourth of the year. All the way back. They came all the way back. So with about 12 seconds to go in the third quarter, that's Jimmy Cefalo on Dolphins Radio. Yes, the 11-yard touchdown strike from Tua to his tight end. But you know what? That go-ahead drive also included Tua scramble for a third down conversion. It wasn't a designed run. It was a scramble. And he was able to convert it. And we heard him talk about this week his family, his wife, his teammates, friends, maybe not teammates, but friends, concern for him. Are you sure you want to keep doing this? And he talked about the special passion he has for football, talked about the connection with his teammates, and you could see it come together against Detroit. And, yes, you can make fun of the Lions' defense. That's totally fine. Uh, But the fact is you play the hand that you're dealt, and on Sunday the Dolphins were on the road against the Lions. There were some unbelievable numbers in this game. Even as Detroit is going scoreless in the second half, they only have the ball three times. How about that? This was such a dominant performance in the second half by the Dolphins that really Detroit had very few opportunities. Nearly 500 total yards for Miami, three for three in the red zone. Tua ends up with three touchdowns, though he does have a fumble. Tyreek Hill doesn't get into the end zone, but has 12 catches for 188 yards. I feel like we can be light years better, you know, and that, and that starts with me, you know, being the leader of this, you know, young receiver group, you know, preaching to the guys that we got to get in and out of the huddle faster. You know, we got to do the small things right. You know, we all want to make plays. We all want to, you know, be in the spotlight, you know, but we got to we got to make sure that we do, you know, the small things by getting out, getting out, of, getting, getting out of the huddle, you know, making sure that we're set so Tua can go through all of his reads. So once we, you know, get it, get like get that clear, you know, we start working on those small things. I feel like we'll be exactly where we want to be. They get excited when their stats are high because they know how much they've contributed to that. And we had a bunch of, uh, you know, key plays from uh, Mike Isecki, Trent Sherfield, you know, Raheem Mostert, um, and then, you know, the the play that Tua um, had today, That that's a, if we can get that every week, that's a winning formula that's, that is t- tough to stop. I think Mike did a great job calling calling plays today. He put us in really good position to get yards after catch on on plays, trying to move move the spot for the defenders, um, D linemen to you know get in the back there. You know, I think for as much as we passed with what maybe two sacks that that we had, I mean that's that's a really good job. A lot of things married uh, with with you know routes. Uh, action passes with within the run game, so you know I, I think we we felt really comfortable. You know, after moving the ball the first first series, you know, second series started feeling really comfortable. Uh, you know, just going with with the game plan. You hear first Tyreek Hill, then Mike McDaniel, and then Tua praising his head coach. They go nine of thirteen on third and fourth down. Yes, it was Detroit, but whatever. You find the rhythm against a professional football team. You take that win and you run with it. So now looking at the AFC East, Bills are six and one. Jets and Dolphins are both five and three. Patriots are at four and four. And when we think about the NFC North, it's the opposite. <laughs> you've got one team above 500, and then you've got 
three teams that are below 500. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Just want to work this in because I don't think that the Vikings are getting enough credit for what they have done uh, in this start to the season. And... While I'm not going to troll you and say that the the uh, Kirk Cousins numbers are yet deserving of MVP consideration, uh, I still say that more attention should be paid to this team. And in addition to that, I think that Kevin O'Connell, who has clearly changed the culture and at least made the team competitive, at the very least made the team competitive, he needs to have the same credit that Brian Dayball is getting. He needs to have the same uh, type of credit for the team starting out and coming together and being able to perform the way that they are. And so, yeah, it's not perfect, but they have a lot of weapons as well. So the Vikings taking on the Cardinals and Arizona actually pulled within four points on DeAndre Hopkins' first touchdown of the season. This came late in the second quarter. But it's really a wild third quarter with a ton of swings, which I think were really interesting. And so in the third quarter alone, there were 27 points scored. And it's a it's a great back and forth. Even though the Cardinals have a record below 500, I love what we saw from them. And I love the fact that Minnesota uses its defense to turn into offense. So after a Kyler interception in a good spot. Second and goal from the 7, 17-14 Cardinals feeling in motion. Handoff goes to Madison up the middle. And he plows for a touchdown. Alexander Madison gives the Vikings a 2017 lead. Draper in motion to the left. Shotgun, handoff, Dalvin up the middle. He's in the end zone. Touchdown, Vikings. And it's 27-17, and they get a touchdown off the hitman's pick. So, so I love the way that Paul Allen phrases it. Uh, Minnesota is able to get a 75-yard drive uh, and is uh, that pulls them within striking distance. And once Kyler uh, Kyler throws the interception, uh, he's picked off by Harrison Smith. Uh, then there is this uh, quick drive, short field, and Dalvin Cook then punches it in. Uh, and if you were watching the game, you kind of see how once they got into the red zone specifically, uh, they were really able to rely upon that run game and the offensive line uh, to the point where even Kirk Cousins had a rushing touchdown in this game. So, yeah, there's a lot to like about what Minnesota is doing uh, in in this start to the season in which they are 6-1. and one. Uh, And I think the, the tools that they've got, they've got so many different weapons on offense. Uh, the fact that they are able to use the run game Right, But they also have Justin Jefferson who can set up these short yardage situations. They have Adam Thielen. They have Irv Smith. So a variety of options and looks that the Vikings can throw at their opponents. And they do this. They keep the Arizona Cardinals off balance. And even though late the Cardinals were able to pull within two, Minnesota responds yet again and has a fourth quarter touchdown that puts the game out of reach. So, yeah, I think Kevin O'Connell deserves more credit. The same kind of credit that's being given to Brian Dayball for turning the Giants around. The feeling you get 
um, on our sideline, in our locker room, no matter what uh, the circumstances are, I, I do feel like these guys believe in each other. They believe in what we're doing, and ultimately they believe that we're one play away from being where we want to be if the momentum maybe isn't on our side. Uh, and that's a proud feeling for a coach because uh, when you know these guys are feeling that, you know you have a chance to overcome a lot of the adversity that's out in front of us um, to where we want to get to. 173 rushing yards, which is a nice balance because they were at times trailing and yet didn't panic and start throwing the ball all over the place. So they have an Alexander Madison TD on the ground, seven yards, Dalvin Cook, four yards. And then how about this? Kirk Cousins actually runs for the longest touchdown of the day. 17-yard run for him and the Vikings, and that was their first score. Uh, But he said his offensive line was giddy. I had no idea how much it means to the old linemen when I run. They said it was... It was it was just a big deal to them. I didn't realize that. I, if I had known that, maybe I'd run more. So uh, <laughs> it, it, for some reason, they really liked it. Garrett, sure I think that it was idea. the greatest thing he's ever seen in the locker room after the game, which I thought was a bit of hyperbole, but uh, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're right there in the end zone, just their reaction. They just were, for some reason, really happy, really proud of it. <laughs> See? Kirk Cousins got the support of his teammates. This is uh, just one of those games where... I wanted to see the Vikings get pushed, and they were, and they responded, and they can beat you a variety of ways on both sides of the ball. So this is huge for the Vikings. They continue to make major steps forward, even if right now they're not getting much credit at all. They are on top of the NFC North, the only winning team. And how about this? In the NFC, you've got, of course, the Eagles, who are 7-0, and then three teams that have six wins, Cowboys, Giants, Vikings. One team in the entire NFC that has five wins. That's the Seahawks. They could be the surprise of the NFL season to this point. And man, what a night for Tyler Lockett. The best of times and the worst of times. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The After Hours Podcast. Gino going to throw again on first down. Pump fake. Going to throw deep. Got a man in the corner. It is locked. Touchdown, Seahawks. What a drive led by Gino Smith. Tyler Lockett was not going to let this one get away. He hung on 33 yards out, and the Seahawks go on top 19-13. Now Tyler has passed Daryl Jackson for third place on the Seahawks' all-time receiving list of touchdowns with 48. Congratulations to number 16. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Steve Rabel on Seahawks Radio. There is the story behind the story for Tyler Lockett and this battle between two teams with winning records. I didn't realize it because there's always a plethora of storylines regardless of records, but this was the only game on Sunday between two teams with winning records. And you all made it a very close race for the after hours game of the week. Bills Packers won by a nose in front. Rams Niners was your second choice, but separated by mere percentage points, your third option, Seahawks and Giants, and why not? Both incredible stories. Long before Tyler Lockett hauled in that touchdown pass, the 33-yard variety, he fumbled what was almost a touchdown in the first half. That led to a Giants TD, Saquon Barkley, easy scamper into the end zone. And then early in the third quarter, Lockett lets another sure touchdown pass, smack him in the face mask, and go through his hands. And he was distraught on the sidelines. Everybody was going up to him to try to console him and encourage him. Geno Smith, DK Metcalf, his head coach, Pete Carroll. Everybody was stopping by, and you can imagine they were saying to him, hey, man, you're going to get another opportunity, which he did, but still, it was hard to see him taking this on himself as a captain, as a long-tenured Seahawk. This mattered to him. It was personal. I told him him he's the best receiver I've ever seen, and, you know, you're going to do something. I can't wait. You're going to score twice. I know something's going to happen right here. Anyway, so I, I, it's no prophecy. It's just loving the kid up because he is who he is and, and uh, he's an amazing player. Because I know he took it hard. I, I, he was disappointed, you know. He's trying to be the leader in, the, in every. you know. He's, a, he's one of the great players that ever played this game. And, and, he's, and so he's got high expectations for himself. And, so, and I love him. And, and so I just, that's it. You know, just loved him up. It's like he deserved I didn't really know if he was telling me the truth or he just, he just wanted 
<laughs> he just wanted me to forget about the the catch. No. But no, nah, I mean, it really did mean a lot to me when he said that because um, it's kind of like what Sanjay says. Like, if we have a bad day, DK was doing it today too. He'll say, what you eat for breakfast? And because it just mentally takes you out of what's going on. So you have Pete Carroll who walks over to Tyler Lockett and tells him you're the best receiver I've ever seen. And Tyler's like, I don't know if he's being serious or not. Maybe he wasn't being sincere and was just trying to to encourage me. And then DK Metcalf comes along and is like, yo, what'd you eat for breakfast? (laughs) Really good stuff, actually, from our guest who joined us earlier in the show. This is you'll love this conversation if you're intrigued by what's happening with the Seahawks who now are 5 and 3 and the only team in the NFC West above 500. Pete Carroll actually spoke to the doubters for the first time publicly after this win against the Giants on Sunday. In addition, all of the behind the scenes stuff with Tyler Lockett is really intriguing and guess what? Apparently well, there's, there's a bunch of stuff in the interview with Greg Bell, so go check it out on our podcast, After Hours, amylawrence.com. But apparently, Pete Carroll and John Schneider had no intention of trading Russell Wilson until there was one moment that changed all of that. So I encourage you. The interview is fantastic. A lot of good information. And yes, Tyler Lockett, certainly thankful that they came back to him for what was that final big touchdown in the fourth. When I dropped the pass, it was kind of one of those things where, you know, I couldn't believe I had just did that. So it was kind of frustrating, but, you know, I just had to breathe, man. That was the biggest thing. And luckily I had opportunity just to be able to go out there and to be able to overcome it just with another play. You know, sometimes that might not even happen. Tyler definitely sets the tone. I mean, he survived in Seattle where most of the roster has turned over. He wears the C on his jersey. And for the cameras to keep going back to him, it was worse than Mac Jones on Monday Night Football. I mean, Tyler was distraught over having dropped those two. Well, one was a fumble and one was a drop pass officially. But uh, it's, it's really neat to see this team come together. Geno Smith. He loves, loves playing in Seattle. Obviously, it's it's all coming together. From afar, you know, when I wasn't here in Seattle, I had always uh, admired just the atmosphere. You know, if you watch it on TV, if you ever played here as an uh, as an opponent, you, you you know, you're in awe of just how loud it is and how, how crazy it is. You know, it's one of those stadiums where you actually look forward to going into. And so being, um, you know, on the home side, uh, it really it really is a blessing because we know our fans are going to make it hard on the other team every single time they come in. And also, you know, they're cheering us on and we're doing well. So, you know, obviously it gives them something to cheer for. So uh, we just want to continue that and make sure that um, they're always uh, ecstatic with our play and they're always happy and cheering us on and also making it hard on the other team. All the people that doubt like you, you're losing that, you know, <laughs> you know, like we run the ball too much. You don't understand football and, you know, you don't, you know, you can't stay up with the, the, the new game and all that kind of stuff. That's a bunch of crap. I'm telling you, <laughs> look, we're doing fine. We're all right. So I don't mind proving it day in and day out. He's finally willing to speak out and directly to the doubters like you, he says. And man alive, does he burn a lot of calories? He's always striding up and down the sidelines with a purpose. I don't know where he's going, but he's just going back and forth. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. The Giants are in a good spot, but going into a bye, this is not what Brian Dable was hoping. They definitely struggled in many facets of the game on Sunday. Keep your head up. You know, we had a good week of practice. 
Uh, there's obviously things that happened in this game that you know, we have to eliminate from happening, just like there is every game, whether you win or whether you lose. Come in, be consistent on Monday, make the corrections. Um, they'll have some time off on the bye week and come back ready to go. They're not in our Monday mortification poll, but the other New York team is, along with the Rams, the Super Bowl champions, uh, falling victim to the new Christian McCaffrey wrinkle. Step on up, Rams, because the Niners got a little something-something for you. Uh, you may have seen this by now, the TD trifecta for Christian McCaffrey. But did you know that earlier in the week, Kyle Shannon actually didn't know how well CMC could throw the ball? I think everyone knows how good of a player he is, so I just like how consistent he is and under control in what he does. He's he's a very smart player, and even though he makes a lot of plays and stuff, but the consistency of how he plays his game and stuff, I feel like was a great guy to add for us. I remember Thursday night when we were doing the red zone, me yelling down the rooms, just anyone will answer. Does anyone know if Christian can throw? And then um, <laughs> Brian Fleury emailed or sent through text a video of him throwing like a 53-yarder a few years ago. So when I saw that, I felt he could throw, and... And we wrapped it in practice the next day, and he did throw good then and threw a great today. He threw one. He rushed for one. He caught one. And for the first time since LaDainian Tomlinson in 2005, Christian McCaffrey has what they call the TD trifecta. He's been a niner for a week and a half. Pretty amazing. But you know what? He's not the only guy who had three touchdowns on Sunday. Tony Pollard. Filling in for Ezekiel Elliott. I love the way he makes the most of his opportunities when he's called on Pollard with three rushing touchdowns. Uh, We also saw A.J. Brown haul in three TDs from Jalen Hurts. And man, uh, the Eagles didn't even need to get into the red zone. They were just chunking it all over the field. Uh, Chunk yardage plays against uh, against the Steelers early and often. There were a ton of those. Uh, Who else? Oh, Alvin Kamara, as the Saints shut out the Raiders. He had three touchdowns days after delivering a speech, uh, calling for the rest of the team to get their swag back. And, of course, Andy Dalton takes over there. We had Sam Ellinger starting for the Colts. Uh, We had, let's see, in that same game, Taylor Heineke leading a late-scoring drive to bring the Commanders all the way back. They've won three in a row. We also uh, saw Malik Willis take over for the Titans, but come on, let's be honest. We knew this was Derrick Henry's show. He goes over 200 yards with a couple of touchdowns, and I I think remembering the box score, the Titans only asked Malik to even try 10 passes because Derrick Henry loves to face the Houston Texans. So those are just some of your storylines. There's plenty of misery and mortification to go around in the NFL waking up on this Monday, so check out the poll, A-Law Radio, or on our Facebook page. We didn't have any time to talk about the World Series, but we will when it resumes tonight. Game three, they're split, and they're in Philadelphia. Do you remember what's happened the last two series when it was tied going back to Philadelphia? It's After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.